2: Right, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Believe in Commanders. I'm your host, Brian Murphy, and as always, joined by former Redskins wide receiver Anthony Armstrong. Anthony, how's it going?
0: Man, I'm good. I'm good. I got a little cup of water, got a little got a little old Forrester over here, man. Everything is there good.
2: There you go. So we're 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 talking football, obviously. It's only May, um, but we we're still talking about the commanders and what they have coming up. Last episode, we recapped what they did. Um, from Carson Wentz to the draft to everything in between. And now with those guys that they added, what are they going to do this season? Um, but we know that the the enemies have also been loading up as well. So let's take a quick look at what the Eagles, the Cowboys, and the Giants did. Unfortunately, it seems like all three teams added some players that that could make some noise and and got some stuff done. I'm going to start with the Eagles because I think they by far – have had the best offseason. Now, I know that doesn't always translate to the best season on the field, but on paper, I think that they've had the best offseason of the four teams. Just quickly going over some of the stuff they did. A draft night trade for A.J. Brown. Um, they, they just picked up James Bradbury. They signed an underrated pass rusher in Hassan Reddick. Um, they added a couple of solid Georgia defenders in the draft. Anthony, what are your thoughts on those those nasty Eagles up in Philly and and what they did this offseason season and what they're going to look like in the fall?
0: Damn good off season. Yeah, I I, I think that you'd be remiss if like you'd just be just being a hater if you're like, man, they didn't do anything. They had a really good off season. Mm-hmm. Um, the offseason season been crazy. You know, going way back to whenever the trades for the quarterbacks started happening. Um, and, and you could tell they really are building around Jalen Hurts. Like it's truly going to be like, Hey, can you take this? Can you guide this ship? If not, we're going to get somebody else. And like we, we've got, they've got Devontae Smith. They had AJ Brown. Now it's like, who are you going to cover? Right. Um, on one side, you had Darius Slade, great player, able to, you know, handle up, you know, the receiver and, and cover one guy all day. Now you add James Bradbury, another vet, you know. So that gives you the one-two punch on either side. Um, I mean, the the one thing that did catch me off guard when they went and got uh, Davis Jordan Davis, they went. That was a little bit, you know, caught me off guard just because it was kind of high. I I felt, but I mean Hassan Reddick, like you said, like I said, you know, in the last episode, you got to be able to get to the quarterback. Right. You know, got to rush the passer. Um, you got to be able to cover some people uh, a j between the a j brown the a j brown one and hassan reddick those are the, those are the two moves and now you add in Brad, bradbury their off season has been great, especially in regards to the free agency.
2: Yeah, I'm with you. You know, uh, Hassan Reddick's going to get after the quarterback. It makes you really glad that Washington has spent some money and, and drafted some guys on the offensive line. They add James Bradbury. It makes me really glad that, the, you know, the commanders added another guy across from Terry McLaurin. Hopefully they're getting Curtis Samuel back. You know, every, every move a, a divisional opponent makes, I'm always thinking, like, well, how do the commanders – what's next for them? How are they going to – okay, that's your chess move. What is my move? And so every move that they make, I'm like, okay, so, so now, you know, it's not just Devontae Smith, like you said, it's A.J. Brown. So William Jackson and Kendall Fuller are going to have their, their hands full, you know, the entire game. So, yeah, Philly did a really good job. I think for them, you know, the question mark is Jalen Hurts. You're right. They built around him. They added weapons to him. They, I think they're kind of taking some of the pressure off, but at the same time, you got to produce. Uh, is Jalen Hurts the guy? Uh, do you think he is their long-term answer? I know this isn't an Eagles podcast, but I'm just curious. I, I like the guy. I think he's a great competitor. I'm not sure that he's a long-term answer. What are you thinking? You
0: know, I, I think the, the one common thread and theme about Jalen Hurts is that all he does is win. He's won, you know, it, he won at uh, Alabama. Uh, then he won when he went to OU. You know he's he's had success, um, and he had a lot of success last year. And I think that I feel like a lot of times it, they, we expect our quarterbacks to be able to lift any team out of the mud and then just elevate them. And 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 frankly, there's every quarterback is not like that. There's not 32 of those. There's probably like six or seven in the league where they really, truly will be like, if you put this guy on this team, it's going to help you get better, you know, and, and they get paid big bucks and they get traded for a lot of capital. Like, so there's only a few of those. Um, but the one thing he did do, he, he found a way to win. Like that second half of their season was like, Whoa, like, okay, hold on. Like if this, if, <laughs> if, you just move the starting point, they're probably in the you know, they're in the playoffs. They're, they're causing a lot of, lot of, a lot of havoc for people. So uh, do I think he could be a, a long-term guy with this with this staff around him? I'd say yes, um, because you got to expect that he's going to have favorable matchups across the board. You know, I mean, Devontae Smith's going to have success. They've got a whole you know stable of running backs. Even though he did lead the lead the team in rushing, um, yeah, I think that he can do it. I I would think that Jalen Hurts is a solid enough quarterback to have success in this league. Yeah.
2: No, I'm with you. I just, I wonder if he can make a, enough plays. It just seems like he could, if you make him throw it around too many times, he could be a little limited, but you're right. All he does is win. All he does is, is take a team to the playoffs like he did last year. And um, you know, he's going to be a guy that the commanders are going to have to reckon with. Um, I think, you know, at least for the next few years. So moving on to the defending uh, div- uh, division champs, the Dallas Cowboys, and they had to trade off Amari Cooper, arguably their number one wide receiver. He is off to Cleveland. Uh, a couple of, the, of their highlights from the offseason, they released Lyle Collins. Um, uh, you know, they, they made their decision to pay Ezekiel Elliott. I think that that might end up costing them. I think it obviously cost them Amari Cooper. Um, in the draft, they, they drafted a Tulsa offensive tackle, Tyler Smith, with their first pick at a, a defensive end at of old miss. It seems like the Cowboys have been kind of quiet, but I mean they're, defi- they're they're defending champs for a reason. What are your thoughts on the Cowboys and what they've done so far?
0: Definitely a quiet a quiet offseason. Um, they they've basically replaced what they've lost, you know. Um I think I think Amari Cooper, you know, they probably see that he's reached his his cap. I mean, he's an 1,100 yard receiver. He's going to catch you know 90 to 110 passes. Get you about eight touchdowns. That's I mean that's that's what he does. I mean it's not a bad player, but that's just what he does. And uh, with Gallup needing to get paid, they made the decision to pay Michael Gallup. And and I can say I comm- I commend uh, Jerry for his commitment to you know guys that he drafts and and. If they have success, that he rewards them with contract. Like I, I commend them for that. So yeah. they, they made a decision to go go younger and, and stay with uh, Gallup, even though he's coming off of an injury. Um, they brought in James Washington, you know, on a one year deal. So it's nothing oh, nothing I too about big. That. Yeah. yeah. So he'll 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 get the fill and be that third guy, probably like where Cedric Wilson was, mm-hmm. um, if he's not pushed by somebody else. You know. So they really didn't have enough room to do a lot. Uh, I think a big thing that hurt them was uh, losing randy gregory um with that last yeah. second switch going up to that's denver right. that's right um but uh bring dante fowler you know a former high draft pick um, and 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 the one one thing about dallas i say that at least on the d line they they find a way to get get that last bit of fire out of those players um that you may have written off uh if you go back if you go back a couple of years and you look at um, what's the what's the guy that he was here for? He was in Dallas for a year and then went up to Chicago. Quinn
2: Robert Quinn Robert Quinn. Yep. Yes,
0: yeah, yeah. Robert Quinn was in Dallas and he yeah, was going crazy. He was leading the team in sacks for the longest. And they were like, "Well, we don't need this other guy." And they let it. And then he left it with Chicago to continue having success. So. Yeah.
2: Listen, you're absolutely right on the defensive side of the ball. I'm here in Atlanta. Uh, Dan Quinn was much maligned due to how it ended with the Falcons, but that guy can coach his butt off when it comes to the defense. And You're absolutely right. He gets the most out of his guys, and that seems to be all Dallas did last year was guys you weren't even sure who they were were making plays all over the place. Of course, they got Diggs and Parsons back. Um, you know, as much as they didn't add a whole lot of uh, splashy names, I think they're still going to be solid, and I still think, you know, they're going to be they're the 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 team to beat. Obviously, I think they 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 know that what they've got in C.D. Lamb, who's solid, um, along with Elliott, they've got Pollard, so they still have some weapons there. Um, They drafted a guy in the third round out of South Alabama receiver Jalen Tolbert. So they still are are trying to reload on that offensive side of the ball. And of course, Dak uh, just does what Dak does. He's another guy that just so far, all he's done is win. So uh, they they certainly have to be reckoned with as much as you hate to say it as a commanders fan. Um, So that'll be interesting to see. I still think that they right now would be my pick to win the division as much as Philadelphia has improved, but We'll see where where we go with that. Um, And any last thoughts on the Cowboys? I don't want to talk about them too long. Yeah, you don't
0: have to talk about them too much over here on on this show. But I would would say I wouldn't necessarily run off and – you could give them the – you could say they could win it based off of last year, but Philly's making a lot of moves. Mm -hmm. And they quickly kind of bumped themselves up to be in contention, I think, for the division um I think we just have as Washington you know as commanders we have a whole bunch of unseen players and we don't know what they look like yet so ours is going to be like a surprise yeah yeah. (laughs) you know I think you know what you're getting in Dallas you know what you get you know what you get in Philly but they has got to add to that a little bit so We'll see. Yeah. Let's, go, let's go see what's up in New York.
2: Yeah, so New York, obviously, new head coach in Brian Dayball, and I, I love that guy and what he's done on the offensive side of the ball. I think he's, he was a large reason why Josh Allen is so good up in Buffalo. Um, so they got him as their head coach. They declined the fifth-year option on Daniel Jones, which is interesting. I want to ask you about him as a quarterback and, and, and what you think of him Um, In the draft, I think they absolutely killed it. They got Evan Neal on the offensive line, Kayvon Thibodeau, um, potentially two top five guys. They got them in the top 10 there. They also got Darian Beavers, who's a linebacker, who I really liked in the draft. And then they signed some kind of ho-hum lunch pail guys. They got our tight end, Ricky Mm -hmm. Seals-Jones. They also got Tyrod Taylor. And they gotta be hoping that they get a little bit more out of their receivers. They, they you know, they had Tony Kadarius uh, Tony from Florida last year, who was their first round pick, didn't do a whole lot. Kenny Galladay coming over from the Lions. That 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 receiving core was really underwhelming. So you gotta think they're hoping for a, a big step up there. What are your thoughts on the the Giants, Daniel Jones, Brian Dayball, and and those G men?
0: Honestly, I don't think they they I don't think they've done enough to to make any big splashes this year and I think they know that mm-hmm. um when you don't pick up that option you know I mean they picking up Evan Neal and and, and Thibodeau I mean frankly you can't miss Hopefully, know, with the, how deep this draft was you couldn't miss mm-hmm. in the top 10. I mean obviously yeah we don't know fast forward 5-10-10 years who's here and who's you know who's doing what but I feel like you can't miss that early and they I mean they did get they got players that are going to be able to be here regardless of who's at the helm at quarterback. Daniel Jones. He hasn't really excited me. He hasn't really done that much. Um, I think he's the guy that's been through a lot of training, and he's been well-polished. But I just sometimes I get this personal feeling about this. It just depends on how stuff gets coached. I think things, and I don't, I've never been to his, his, I've never seen him train, and I don't know how he gets coached, but I do know that there's sometimes where you get taught to do certain things a certain way every single time, and you get really good at doing that, but then when you start to see some of those things, you, it's hard to break some of those habits, because right. the way you're taught it isn't necessarily how it shows up in the game. And it gets hard for guys to kind of be able to flow naturally and get off of get off of what they've been doing every single time when they practice. Like you gotta be able to play off script a lot, right? Like I right. think as I saw the article, it was saying that Dable wants wants Daniel Jones to let it loose. He gotta have to go and watch some tape about, you know, Josh Allen. I think he tweeted something to Stefan Diggs. It was just like it was an acronym. It was just like get open and catch the ball was essentially what it is. Right, right. And they're just playing backyard ball, you know. So Daniel Jones had he hasn't really impressed much for me right now. had not done much in the league. Um, doesn't mean that he can't, you know, kind of get it together. But obviously, when they don't pick up that fifth year option, you got to you got to you got to either you got to do something and get moving.
2: Yeah, basically. Yeah, it's make or break for him. As much as, you know, we we talk about Jalen Hurts, you know, what what do, what do you bring to the table? Well, Daniel Jones is right there. Unfortunately he, he tends to look really good against the commanders, so hopefully they knock that off uh this season. Um please. W- they're We'll get to the schedule, but they play the Giants on either side of a bye week, which will be interesting. So they'll get their chance in two out of three weeks to take, hopefully, Daniel Jones if he's still starting then. You know, you never know. Uh, It's kind of late in the season. But, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I think you're absolutely right. I think Ryan Dayball has uh, a plan in place, but I don't know that you can turn it around in one year. I could be eating my words, and they could be – uh, you know, winning some games, but I, I find it hard for them to, to really be competing in this division, at least in year one.
0: Yeah. And then really you mentioned Kadarius Tony.
2: I think I, I feel like I read that he
0: may be on the trade
2: block. You're right. I heard that as well. I heard you that
0: You know what I mean? Well. So I mean, they're just this this offseason has been so crazy. It feels like a Madden league.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, and there's like no rules, and you're just like, who traded who for who? Like, what's going on? Like, once that happened, I just stopped turning. I just had to quit watching notifications. Yeah. Because it was just ridiculous stuff. I'm like, I never thought they would trade that guy. Yeah. You know, and it's, I don't know. It's a wild, it's a wild season, man. It's been yeah. wild.
2: I know we did the off-season recap last uh, last episode, and it could be totally different by the time you know June or July rolls around. There still could be moves to be made. So I-, I know we're looking way into the future, into September, into the fall, but let's look at the schedule and what it looks like. Obviously, you know most of your opponents. You know you play your division. Those aren't surprises. What are the surprises are when those games take place? So uh, I think the best way to do this is kind of go – not game by game with predictions, but kind of just see the stretches that are interesting to this team. So they start off with the Jaguars at home and the lions on the road. I don't know about you as much as I know that the, the Jaguars and the lions uh, are both improving and both have uh, potential bright futures. I think the commanders need to get off to a hot start and need to take both of those games.
0: 100%. 100%. Now, now, now we mentioned the last time we saw Carson, he was playing against the Jaguars and he had That's he had right. a rough ending. So right. what a great way to just get up and get your first start as a commander quarterback, commander Carson, and then you get to beat the team that you didn't beat the last time, right? Mm-hmm. So starting out with what you could say, you know, in the NFL, people are these are all good football players, right? Yeah hopefully you could come we could come out and we get those two wins. I think we can. I think we have the ability to do it. Um, I mean, shoot, second year quarterback and Trevor Lawrence going up against, you know, Jack Del Rio, very, very talented defensive coordinator, seasoned. He should yeah. be able to have some
2: success. I agree. I agree. And then and then going to the to the Lions, you know, the Lions I think they're they're working on something there, but you know, is Jared Goff? I, I never know if he's good or if it's just him and Sean McVay that were good. You know what I mean? So, um, I think they've got some interesting playmakers. They signed Chark and um, got you know St. Brown came on at the end of last year. Uh, they had the second overall pick in Aiden Hutchinson. Um, so you know, they'll be an interesting team, but still, I think that they should get off to a hot start there. And then you follow those two games up with the Eagles, and then you go to Dallas. So back-to-back division games in week three and four to round out September and the start of October. What are your thoughts on those two games?
0: My, my biggest one that I have circled is the game against Philly, that week three game against Philly. Uh, somebody asked, uh, I think it was uh, Commanders today. I think he asked, who do you, you want for week one? And I was like Philly, just show up so we can so Carson can play his old team and get it out of the way, all right? Because um, you know that's gonna be the one that everybody has circled. Everybody has, and, and obviously it's gonna happen twice. Uh, week three, week three, maybe even better, right? Because week one, you know, week one and week two, you get to come out there, you get to have bumps a little bit. Ideally, we still win. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm manifesting week one win, week two win. You got a little momentum. The DMV is behind Carson now, and he's going in to play his old team, right? Now it's like, okay, and it's it's in FedEx. So the place is going to be jumping. It's going to be sold out. You got flyover, all this crazy stuff, right? And he's playing his old team. Like, whenever we had Donovan, and we went to Philly that first time. Mm. It was ugly as hell, but we got the W. Yeah, right? I remember we that. We got him to win. Yeah, you know, so why not defend home turf? Defend your commander QB. Get the dub against Philly, right? Washington starts the season three and zero. That's that. that's the beautiful start to the season for me. Three and we lead
2: through. into and we roll into Dallas. Yeah. with
0: with momentum
2: yeah I like it uh you know so the you know those two back to back division games we know last year they finished with five straight division games, so they played um you know they played one division game early on in the season against the Giants and then didn't see the division again until the very end. I do like that 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 it's a little bit more spread out this year. I think that that kind of benefits Washington. I think they were so beat up towards the end of last year that it really affected some of those winnable division games against the Eagles, mm-hmm. um, you know, the COVID game that was ended up being on a Monday or Tuesday, I can't remember. So hopefully with it spread out a little bit, they have a little bit better shot against the division. Um, but I'm with you. I think that the first two games are certainly winnable. Coming back home to play, you know, th- this game, th- this schedule is, is completely a Carson Wentz schedule, right? Obviously he's playing the Eagles twice. He already knows the rest of the NFC East. Uh, Not to mention he's playing, you know, those other two teams twice. He's got, as you mentioned, the Jaguars, which is a revenge game from last year. He's playing the Colts. He's playing the rest of the AFC South, which he got to know last year playing for the Colts. So there are so many games. There are so many ties to Carson Wentz that it really, I hope that he gets motivated. Obviously you don't need much more motivation than it's the NFL. Go out there and play your best, but there are so many little storylines that are in there that, that I'm excited for, for Carson Wentz to go at it. So going into Dallas, will certainly be tough. You never know how those games go. I'm I'm preaching to the choir to you, Anthony. You never know how it goes. It feels good to go in and s- steal a game from Dallas like you did a couple of years ago on Thanksgiving. But 100%. what's it like playing in a Cowboys-Redskins slash Washington football team slash Commanders game?
0: May I tell you, so so I mean, I grew up in Dallas area and I grew up a Cowboys fan. Like, it, it, it is what it is, right? And no, no shame, man. Ain't nothing wrong with it. uh um, But when I got to Washington, like people were giving me like a a rundown of like the level of disdain and hate and vitriol going against Dallas. And like, frankly, uh, I did, I did the first, my first little interview after I made the team and it was with, uh, Kevin and Rock and, um, people were like, I don't know if we can even like you, man. You're from Dallas. And I was (laughs) like, hey, man, I'm I'm on your side now. So, like, they truly didn't like Dallas. Like, there's a whole week dedicated to Mm – it's like Dallas week. We honk if you hate Dallas, and then do this if you don't like Dallas, and then do this if you – and then but back in Dallas, we never had that. So, like, on the Washington side, like, you could tell, like, it was truly like we don't like these dudes – and you learn the history behind it. Um, so, like, that already built it up. And then for me to be able to come back home and then play in front of family and friends who are like, ah, we don't cheer for you. We cheer for you. You know, we'll cheer for you this game, but we still want Dallas to win. Well, <laughs> like, we want you to have 300 yards and three touchdowns, but but Dallas got to lose. I'm like, I, I'm like hell, I'll take one yard and, and no touchdowns and, and Washington win. The hell exactly. in this situation. Yeah. but. But yeah, no, those those were some fun games to play and I, I I really enjoyed those.
2: Yeah. So and 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 the big thing about that one is you play the Cowboys the first game in October. You don't play them again until week 18. So that 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 win is gonna carry you, it's gonna feel good for a couple of months, or it's gonna sting for a couple of months. So that'll be interesting that you don't play the Cowboys again until the end of the season. Yeah. Um so then moving after after those two divisional games, you got Titans at the Bears, Packers, and at the Colts to round out October. What are your thoughts on some of those games? Obviously, uh, Carson going back to play the Colts. Um, Bears are a primetime game on Thursday night. feel like we've played the Packers maybe two or three years in a row now, so they, they're no strangers. Any thoughts on those October stretch of games?
0: October is going to be a frightening month, and, and that is uh, pun intended yeah, right. right. <laughs> on <laughs> that one. I mean – I mean seriously, playing Aaron Rodgers is never easy. I'm going out of order, but playing Aaron Rodgers is never easy. So that's that's gonna be frustrating. Um, you know, you're coming off of the Dallas game, so you know that can either hype you up, but but you're going in against Derrick Henry. Like you're a literal like semi-truck is going to run the ball twenty-five to thirty times. Yep. All right. And then you backdoor that with a short week against you know, Justin Fields in Chicago. I mean, you know, sure, they didn't have a lot of success last year, but to go from straight downhill inside power football to a quarterback who can, you know, run all over the place uh, and and still make some throws with his arm. I mean, it's a, it's a totally different game plan on a short week. Um, that that – you circle that Chicago game as a trap game because, I mean, it's, it's on the road, so they got to leave – they be, so they're gonna play on the ninth. You'll have off Monday. You'll have to you have to leave. You leave the Wednesday early. You know I mean, so you get literally one like one day a week of work. Yeah, yeah. So that's a very short week to go up against um, a very talented quarterback. <laughs> the best part about it, you got ten days off before you get to play Aaron Rodgers. So, True. so hopefully, hopefully we're well rested for that game and then the Colts game. I mean, you know. Uh, going back to Indy, there's going to be all types of storylines be- around that. Right. Um, one way to insulate yourself from that, fellas, is to win. Mm-hmm. Win some ball games, right? I think it's. A t- I think that's a tough stretch of games. Um, I think. I feel like two and three would be love if you come out of that. Two and three, three, three and two would be would be awesome.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh You know. I'm with you. And I think you got to think Carson is motivated to go up against the Colts who, you know, we've already heard Jim Irsay saying stuff about him and it was a mistake. And, you know, Carson has a chance to shut up, you know, a couple different teams this, this year. And you got to think that that is extra motivation for him. And um, it'll be interesting to see, but I'm with you. That That's a tough stretch there. I mean, in October you're facing four – or Cowboys, Titans, Packers are, are playoff teams. The Colts basically should have been a playoff team, not to mention all the stories that go that go with Carson Wentz. You know, you could be in it or out of it by the end of October. Uh, um, it could be sitting pretty or it could be kind of ugly or scary, like you said there. So there are some interesting matchups there. It gets really, really tough. Then you, then you head in into November, you got the Vikings, old friend Kirk Cousins, yeah. coming back to Washington. That'll be the first time that happens. Carson Wentz returns to the Eagles on Monday night football on uh, November 14th. You're at Houston and then you got the Falcons at home. How about that? Thanks. Or I'm sorry. How about that November uh, stretch there?
0: Definitely a relief. I, I would say um, definitely a relief. I think, I think it's, it, it, it starts out pretty, pretty difficult. Um, I mean, you know, the Texans, I mean, you know, no disrespect, but I mean, I yeah, think Davis Mills, um, and is that team? They're they're in a rebuild mode, so um, you wouldn't wouldn't want to drop any drop a game to, to, to the Texans. Um, the Vikings will be a challenge. I mean, shoot, Dalvin Cook, uh, Justin Jefferson, Jeffers, Jefferson Jefferson, Jefferson, right. <laughs> Adam Thielen. You know, yeah, they got obviously blank. Kirk. Uh, they got some players over there, so they're gonna be that. That's not gonna be an easy game. You know, the second Philly game, Monday night football. So, you know, it's going to have lights there. and It's going to be cold. And first time back in Philly, they're going to be throwing batteries and stuff. Right. I, so, it's, I mean, it's going to be an intense game. But, and I, I, would, I would love that, you know, everybody has rode the momentum and they're behind Carson. Uh, and I would love to roll in there and get a W. Um, Atlanta. You know, they just got Mariota. I, I still, I think they're. I think even though they got they got Drake London, I think that they're s- semi-rebuild. I don't yeah. think they're necessarily swinging for a Super Bowl this year. Well,
2: you know, as I mentioned, being down here in Atlanta, I think that they're certainly trying to build up some pieces and figure out who that future quarterback is. Obviously, yeah. they they drafted Desmond Ritter. Uh, does he play at all? Does he compete with Mariota? I don't know if he does. Uh, but, yeah, I I, I got to think the Falcons are closer to rebuilding than they are for competing uh, mm-hmm. for anything. So I, I'm with you. You know, I think the Vikings is certainly a winnable game. You've got all the emotion in going to Philly. Houston and the Falcons, you really have no excuse. You really should win both of those games. It's the NFL. Anything can happen, but you got to feel pretty decent about at least the back half of November there. Yes, indeed. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Yeah, so then we move into uh, December. So week 13, first game of December at the Giants. Then you got your bye week, week 14. And then you play the Giants again, which we already mentioned real quick, which is an interesting little – uh, nugget there for the schedule, and then on Christmas Eve, you go out to San Francisco to play the 49ers. So only three games in December. Um, what are your thoughts on the Giants and the 49ers as being the only two uh, opponents there in December?
0: you know so they're um, playing the team sandwich on a bye week that's difficult. Um, there's two times during a season where it affects like game planning. One is a short week. And then the other one is essentially having to play an opponent in a really short amount of time, twice. Right. Um, you know, obviously the short week happens to everybody at least once, maybe twice a year. Um, and th- what happens is that things get very vanilla, right? Instead of us walking in, like, with a Cheesecake Factory menu, we're walking in there with, like, a one sheeter. You know what I mean? Like, we're going to do what we do, and we're going to do it well. Like, it's almost like Remember the Titans. Right. Um, So playing the Giants in that close of succession back-to-back, I think that the second game is going to be – like whatever they end up doing at that point, that deep into the season is new to everybody. Mm -hmm. Right? So I would expect the second game to be filled with more of – hopefully they didn't figure out what we did last week. You know what I mean? Um, I I think New York is playing a game in between –
2: yeah, they are. I just, I just looked at it. It's 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 in no. I'm sorry. It's in New York against the Eagles. So a, a tough division stretch for them. They go Washington, Philly, Washington. Yeah.
0: So so if you look at it now that you think about it, think about it more. Washington gets to play against New York. New York has to change records to Philly, and then change back to Washington, where Washington gets to play them take a break, study them, and then come back and play them again. Washington, yeah. sh- we, we should have a little bit of an advantage there, especially because of the bye week. If they both had a bye week, then it's just like you really get to know your opponent even more.
2: Yeah, I kind of wonder in that second game, I, I know in the NFL you don't run a whole lot of trick plays, but if you bring something that they, they're just not expecting because they've been tired, they, they're playing in their third straight division game there, um, yeah. I, I, yeah i really I like washington 's chances there in that little stretch, and yeah. you know we we mentioned Daniel Jones is he even still the guy at that point, or have they turned to Tyrod Taylor in a lost season? You know there are a lot of question marks you know even that going back to the end of November that Falcons game who is taking the majority of the snaps is it still Mariota is it Ritter Mm -hmm. you know when you get this late you know when we're sitting here in May there's no telling what it's going to look like seven months from now so that'll be really interesting and a team that kind of in a similar boat who's going to be their quarterback the 49ers is the other matchup in December is Jimmy G still the guy is Trey Lance finally do they take the training wheels off of him so a couple of quarterback questions for those those games in December. What are your thoughts on the 49ers?
0: Man, I, I, I've, I've thought about this uh, myself, just looking at the the quarterbacks that have – not the quarterbacks, but the coaches that have come from that the Shanahan, basically from Redskins Park. hmm yeah. Right? Uh, Matt LaFleur, uh, Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, and then now Mike McDaniels, all from the same uh, building. Um, they've all had different quarterback situations, right? Frankly, Matt walked into the best quarterback situation right. with Aaron Rodgers, even though they had a little, you know, back and forth with, you know, didn't know if he was going to even be there, but he's got the best quarterback out of them all. Um, Sean made himself have a pretty, pretty, pretty solid quarterback. Yeah.
2: Um,
0: and then we've yet to see what Mike has. Kyle has been the one that has been like barely missed, Missed his quarterback. The best one he had, you know, we say it was Matt Ryan. Um, uh, but right now it's like, shoot, we don't know what we got with Trey Lance. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then the fact that they were saying, talking about trading Jimmy, and then he hadn't been traded. So, like, it just creates a really weird situation. I agree. Um, and it's like it, it's like you want to – I feel like the good thing to do is try to support the other guy. But then it's like y'all said y'all finna give him the keys, and it's like it doesn't matter what I do, you know what I mean? For mm-hmm. Jimmy, um, I mean he still should you know go out there and do his job and be professional about it. We don't know what you have in in, in Trey Lance, and that's so far down the line that we have no clue. Um, but an, an, one thing I thought about with the week fourteen bye week, that's a long stretch, and we yeah. were talking about a team that had questions about health, right? So it works out two ways. Number one, we're going to just have to fight, scratch, and claw to stay healthy um, all season. Everybody has to, but being that late in the season, we really got to. If we happen to be putting together some wins, right, if Washington is putting together some Ws, that week 14 bye can be very, very strategic, very, very helpful um, to get one last break You know, before the final four games leading into potentially the playoffs, but um, hey, hopefully it's not a. Hopefully you, hopefully we're not fighting a lot of injuries at that point. But there's there's obviously a chance.
2: Yeah, I'm with you. It is really late. That's a long time to, and and we mentioned, you know, in the off season recap, how the defensive line might be struggling a little bit for depth. You know, that's going to be tested with, with that late of a bye week. So then the last two, the two January games, you got the Cleveland Browns at, at home and the Cowboys at home. So uh, you finish with a kind of an inter game there with the Browns. Uh, Who knows who their quarterback's going to be? Does Deshaun's situation get worked out? Is Baker Mayfield still on the team? There's a lot of question marks there. And then the Cowboys, we know who they are um you know you hope that that's you know sealing the division or wrapping up a playoff spot in week 18 so a couple of interesting january games
0: i'd love to i'd love to lock up a playoff spot a couple of weeks early right i right. mean if we find a way to lock it up by the bye week let's please do that that would make it very <laughs> very peaceful end of the season um starting with cleveland um yeah no who knows what they're going to have mm-hmm. you know out there but, you know, hopefully everything – just hopefully everything works out for everybody. Right. For Baker, for Deshaun, like just everything is, you know, whatever situation they got going on. Um, but for that day, I need Washington to get a dub. Then you get to see a familiar face in in uh, in, in Amari Cooper. Um, That's right, yeah. You get to see a, another hell of a running back in Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Let's not, let's not forget about him. I mean, this is – you look at the running backs that we have to yeah. see this year. It yes. is not friendly.
2: Yeah, if you, I mean, looking at it real quick. But you know, last year was the year of the quarterback, the 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 murderers row of quarterbacks. Which you're absolutely right. We've already talked about Derrick Henry, Dalvin Cook. Um, you know, we, we mentioned the Colts. Didn't even mention Jonathan Taylor. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're absolutely right there, right Aaron Jones. <laughs> yeah, um, that's gonna and, you know, be
0: tested. Now you mentioned that you mentioned the D line last time. Maybe we do need to get some D line help.
2: Yeah, yeah, you know, uh, Federian Mathis, the rookie from Alabama, is going to be clogging up a lot of holes there with the, the running backs. We needed to, yeah.
0: But the other, the other thing about the Dallas game, so you don't see him since October, all the way until December. That's going to be. It could be a completely different team on both sides, right? You know, but FedEx would be FedEx gets up for for that Dallas game. They mm-hmm. they they show up. So, the TBD, I'm sure it, the schedule makers are going to make it like an 8, eight fifteen p.m. Eastern yeah. game and just make everybody wait for it. Like, you know, that's what they always do.
2: Yeah, especially if it has, you know, division playoff implications. That could certainly be the one to watch and the, the biggest game that weekend. So, mm-hmm. a lot of interesting tidbits with the schedule. Obviously, like, like we've already said, it's May. Uh, things are going to change. Guys are unfortunately going to get hurt. You know, guys are going to win competitions that we don't expect them to. The Texans out of nowhere could be really good. I don't expect it, but, you know, it's hard to look at a schedule. But there are some interesting tidbits there. The, we- the late bye. Um, you mentioned the Bears game being a Thursday and then having 10 days. There's a mini buy there. That could help yeah. a little bit. Um, but there are just a lot of interesting nuggets there for the commanders, uh, first year as a commander's got a chance. I really think to to get some wins and and get some momentum into some big games, and I'm excited to see what they do this fall.
0: Yeah, they, what they have us at like seven and a half or something like yeah. that. And I mean, I I just was scribbling through, and I was like one, two, three, four, five, six. Seven. Like I found like seven that I feel like should be pretty. Like yeah, they should win these games. Yeah. Right. It's like. Both New York, Chicago. I'm saying they start out three and Um, The Dallas weeks are always toss ups. I mean, you know, I said I said we took L's to Tennessee and Green Bay. I mean, just, just give yeah. respect to those teams. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't put anything on that second Philly game. You know, I, it, you just kind of got to give respect. I mean, some teams are good. Yeah, right? some teams are good, but. The one thing I mean, we have the easiest schedule or the second easiest schedule behind Dallas or something yeah. like
2: that. So, look, I, I will say this: I'm not, I'm not big, especially this early on, and making you know full on predictions. But I would be shocked if this team isn't sitting eight to eleven wins. I, I really think that that is, uh, I think, would be where they're at I think 8 to 11 11 with everything breaking right them winning you know a big game against Dallas winning an emotional game against Philly Mm -hmm. um you know eight is probably a little underachieving but still really solid um would be the most wins they had in the Ron Rivera era still um so I I really think this team is going to have the chance to win double digit games and and could be there in the playoff hunt and and that's the goal and that's got to be what Ron Rivera is shooting for, I think they have too too much talent to not be at least sitting uh, eight and nine or better.
0: I can get behind that. I can, I mean, I really can, and it's not even like grasping the straws. It's, it's
2: yeah.
0: I mean, you look at the schedule, you can say, oh, okay, I, I'm gonna give them these, you know. Um, but I mean, like that, the game against Cleveland, like that's not an easy game. That's a talented team, you right. know, So they're they're going to be tested. Uh, looking at the picture, you got Chase Young come across like he should you know, potentially make a return. Yeah, you know yeah. week week fourteen by week, you know somebody comes up in that time frame. I mean, you're looking at the last four weeks of the season where you've got a fresh, you know, uh, dangerous pass rusher showing up at at very opportune times. So mm-hmm. you know, there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of things that are going to happen over over the season i'm excited to watch it i'm I'm, I'm excited to watch this team i'm looking forward to it
2: yeah me too well believe in commanders will be breaking down every game every little nuance of of everything so we can't wait to ride with you this fall um looking forward to it i know we'll have some more off-season news to cover and training camp and all that um, but it's going to be a fun season anthony and i'll be here uh, to talk about it all and uh, hey you get a former player's perspective which is really really cool you can't really say that i'm still pinching myself that i'm talking to a former player so i'm gonna geek out on anthony a lot this season so
0: i'm <laughs> i'm i'm pinching myself that i'm over here working with brian murphy
2: lately. oh <laughs> you're you're the man you're the man so i can't i can't wait for this season and we're just getting started as i mentioned it's the believing commanders podcast and we will talk to you guys soon thank you for listening
0: see y'all later